Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your hosts, Chris and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can find us everywhere podcasts are Spotify, Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio. And you could also find us on at Sportswire Radio at sportsinarium.com backslash player. And you could follow the station manager, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling for all the other great shows. And you could also find our show on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. So, Charmin, what's going on, man? A lot. That's <laughs> what's going on. Uh, I'm excited. Um, not only because this uh, JD seems like he's killing this offseason, uh, but also we have guests. Yes. Plural. More than one. Uh, one everyone knows already because we bring him around here enough. He's like the neighbor from next door that comes hang out once in a while. Uh, Patrick Charlie, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> what's up, Patrick? Good, man. Good. And and we have a superstar in our midst today. <laughs> Brand new minted. Krista, what's up? Not much, not much. I'm very flattered, but I'm just a fan <laughs> like you all. Thank you so much for the opportunity and for having me on today. It means a lot. So Krista, in case you- anybody hasn't been following like you on Twitter and following the Jets on Twitter or on other social media accounts like Facebook. Tell us your story about how this whole started with Braxton Barrios. Well, I actually started it. Well, actually, I started this whole thing a while ago. I um, This first started off when um, I did it as a joke and I tweeted at Woody Johnson every single day, my or a.k.a. my bestie that I called him, asking him every day until Adam Gaze was fired. I would tweet him about my breakfast. Surprisingly, this man never blocked me. And uh when Adam Gaze was fired, I um, I gave up, I gave up on that, and then I picked up again, started a another thing. I said, okay, let me try Deshaun Watson because that was the new hot thing. I tweeted at, <laughs> I tweeted about him every single day until that happened. I striked out with that one, and then I was like, okay, okay. after the Jets, after the Jets um, season game, I um, I became a I always loved Braxton Berrios, but I became a huger fan of him this season with seeing the kind of impact he had on Zach Wilson, seeing how well that he did on special teams. And I was just like, wow, we got to bring this guy back, knowing that he's on his last year of his deal. So I started tweeting that the New York Jets saying we need to re-sign Braxton Berrios. Mind you, I used the wrong re-sign as in the guy's re-signing from his job not the correct re-sign, but after day 14, I finally got it right, y'all, and I put the right re-sign. I started to say correctly, the right re-sign, meaning to re-sign them, and then I got more clever, and I'm like, okay, what if I forget that to um, say, spell it correctly, so I said extend them, and I started to play it safe. You're like, you know what? No more controversy. I already know I messed up the first time. Let me just put extend Braxton Barrios. And then it led up to day 78, talking about um, my coffee, the daily coffee, my breakfast, my vegan waffles, Taylor ham. My, it was, but a coffee was definitely a big part of me um, tweeting about Braxton Barrios until uh, he was signed, and then 
once he was signed, I wasn't expecting Braxton Berrios to even tweet at me because I was just at work one day. And then all of a sudden I look at my phone during, um, during my lunch break and I see all these notifications and I'm like, uh oh, what did I do wrong? Because get, I'm getting all these <laughs> notifications. I'm like, all right, who called me out? What beef did I do this time? And that's what I was thinking. And I go on my Twitter and I see Braxton Barrios tweeted at me. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Like, I was in total shock that even happened that he tweeted at me. And then I tweeted him back because it was all surprising to me. And I'm like, pretty much saying, hey, thank you so much. And uh, pretty much telling him that, hoping um, maybe one day we could uh, meet up after a, a practice or a game to uh, meet him in person, thinking nothing of it was gonna come by it. And then the next day the Jets uh, sent me a message saying, hey, we love your posts. Braxton Berrios is actually gonna sign, come in and sign his contract today around two or three, would you be available? And of course, like I asked my boss and I said, Hey, I gotta meet Braxton Barrios. I showed <laughs> I showed her the proof so she knows that um I'm not crazy because um I just started this job and I didn't want my boss to think, wait a minute, what what is this girl thinking about? So thinking talking about. So I had to tweet in hand to show that I am not full of poop so I told her this is what happened I showed her to prove I said look I need to talk to Braxton Barrios she's like okay okay you you got permission you could talk to Braxton Barrios I was so happy contacted the Jets and they let me know hey once Braxton Barrios got into the building I was able to talk to him we had a we talked for a couple minutes and I was just so happy because He's just a great overall guy, such a nice guy. We talked about coffee, realized we have a lot in common. We talked about football, and it was just an awesome experience to be able to uh, talk to him. And the fact that the Jets did that for me, it means a lot because he, he even said that uh, his, actually his mom was the one that saw my tweets that he told me, and, his, and he asked his mom, what's, what's, what's her at? I need to uh, shout her out for that and that he was actually reading all my tweets. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm so glad he didn't stop because I had a few people like tweet at me saying like, why are you doing this, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth it. And then we had some people tell me I'm raising, I'm raising his prices up somehow by my tweets, which I thought was ridiculous. Or I had people like, got a lot of, um, hate for it but I also got a lot of love for it but hey, it's it's the internet it's always a mixed bag when you do stuff like that but overall I'm glad that I did this I am so thankful for the opportunity that the Jets gave me to meet Braxton and through FaceTime and it was just an awesome experience and I'm so grateful for that awesome man awesome Chris. That was, that's amazing yeah. I, I, I looked at the video more than once just because I couldn't <laughs> believe it so, <laughs> yeah, I did too. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I most definitely, I, I was, I was surprised that they, that they took notice. But you know, once that kind of wore off, I, I knew it because, you know, we know Krista. You know, we talk, we talk most of the time. You know, in our little group, and the one thing we know is that if Krista is gonna do something, she's gonna be the most unwavering person you've ever seen. Exactly. Because we've seen her for the last couple of years do the same thing over and over again, and you know, without getting any kind of 
you know, rewarded for it. So she wasn't doing it for any reward or anything. No. She's just that big of a Jets fan. Exactly. You know? So if people ever, be, if, if people ever want to believe how big of a fan she is, she really is. This is no joke. This is for real. no it is it is true so all right so leading so getting back to Barrios for a second um he was one of the one of the players we did sign re-signed actually two years 12 million dollars 7 million guaranteed Mm -hmm. so probably a little less than what we heard he was looking for if that was true or not but he still got a pretty good deal um and they didn't stop there they they did sign a bunch of guys, which so far Joe Douglas has killed the free agency period. Um, I'm just going to run down the names and we'll talk about them. Um, he signed Jordan Whitehead, safety from Tampa Bay, uh, two years, 14 and a half million. Um, signed cornerback DJ Reed from Seattle, three years, 33 million. Uh, tight end CJ Uzama, three years, 24 million. Resigned Tevin Coleman for a year. Um, the big one I thought was uh, signing the guard from San Fran, uh, Lakin Tomlinson, three years, forty million, with twenty-seven guaranteed. So, Sharman, uh, well, what are your thoughts on these signings? All of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, just awesome. I'm the there's so there's layers to this, right? Um, not only did he get them at reasonable prices, you know enough that they get compensated for what they were about to do, but reasonable so that it didn't break the bank for the Jets too. And, and I think this kind of, uh, uh, kind of brings home the fact that what, what we've kind of, as Jets fans, we want, we've wanted to say for a while, but we, we've, we, we were waiting for it to be for a longer period of time that Joe Douglas is the epitome of, consistency and he's a real dude it's like basically what he's been saying from the beginning is what he's done he everything he's doing is measured uh everything he has limits to where he's gonna go his vision is for the for this team is not for now it's for the future so everything he's doing is for the best of the team not just so they could win a bunch of games now but for the longevity of this team, which is something that we haven't always had here. A lot of our front office people, unfortunately, in the past, kind of went for the grab bag, you know, hey, man, let's get the biggest names here and Mm -hmm. let's win a few games now. And, and, you know, that has, that has hurt us in the long run. You know, that's one of the reasons that why we've suffered in mediocrity. Mm -hmm. You can't even say mediocrity is worse than that. Yeah. You know, for so long, because we have issues with talent, we have issues with depth, you know, and we had issues with money because we were paying all these people all this money and a lot of them weren't even on the team. Now you get young players, number one. That was another thing, too, with the signings. So everybody's about 25, 26, you know, um, just and then they're at the peak. They, they're either arriving at their peak or at their peak at the peak of their game, which is something, in my opinion, that's, again, well-thought-out, measured approach to to a free agency that we haven't seen in New York in a long time. So kudos to Joe Douglas for that those kind of moves. Um, 
uh, Chris, if if you want, man, hit it one one at a time. Uh, probably, I I I love Lakin Lakin Tomlinson. I did yeah. not see that coming. No, <laughs> I I'm, I was very surprised, but. I mean, come on, man. If you see the game, if you see this guy play, if you have a run game, there's nobody else. There's very, there's not that many guards that play like he does with the attitude, the tenacity, and just pure nasty <laughs> that his game is, you know, in the run game is incredible. I'm, he's an okay pass, pass blocker. He's not, he's not gonna, you know, Win PFF, PFF awards because he's a pass is in his pass block. So that doesn't make that doesn't make him bad by any stretch of the imagination. But compared to what he does in the run, his pass his pass blocking is a little bit off. But the only again, I was just going to ask you a quick question about him. The only question I had about him mm-hmm. was he normally plays left guard. Yes. What do you think they're going to do? You think they're just going to move him to right guard, or do you think they're going to move? Tuck it to right guard. No, most likely they're gonna move him to right guard. I don't. I don't see a, a, a scenario where, and I could be totally wrong. I just don't see a scenario where this. This is this got to be a conversation that Joe Douglas had with this man before he got signed. Right. This. This. They can't just just go hiring people and not asking or not having conversations with them about where they're gonna be, where they're gonna play. Um. So I am pretty sure that they had that conversation. So I think, um, if I remember clearly from what I read, he did does have a history of playing right guard. He played a lot of his career as a left as a left guard, but he has a history of playing right guard, and right. that's and that's for a lot of interior offensive linemen. Now, the interior offensive linemen normally do that. They they either played center or left or right guard before before they settled on one of the positions. So um, that's one of them, and and that 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 just blew me away. That kind of solidifies an offensive line, in my opinion. You just draft for depth now, in my opinion. That's all you do. I I I, I am not in. I'm not one of those people that believe that they need to go get any of the top ranked offensive linemen right there and there. I don't think they need to. Um, the next play, I think I'm so happy to see the jet sign is uh, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah. Surprised the crap out of me. I mean, if you see again, another guy loves football. He's on the field. Every time he plays, you, you see, <laughs> I mean, he just pops out. On the film, every time you watch him, he's aggressive. He hits really hard. Probably one of the biggest hitters in the NFL at safety. And one of the issues we had last year at the, at, is, is stopping the run. And one of our issues was, hey, missed tackles, bad angles to the, to the ball carrier. This guy does not miss tackles. That's one thing you don't see. That's number one. Number two, when he hits you, you stop. Mm-hmm. You don't go anywhere. And I mean, some of there's some highlights that uh, Luke Grant had on on um, up on uh, play like a jet with him stopping running running quarterbacks where he's literally taking uh, uh, run tight ends or running backs that try to block him and put them on his shoulder, <laughs> carrying them 
and then grabbing the running quarterback, whichever one it is, Cam Newton, whoever, and you just grabbing them by their legs and just flipping them. I'm like, man, you know. So I, I'm very surprised. I, I think that they just really needed needed that signing. He's more of a in the box guy, uh, but um, that's his play, and that the Jets need that. So you, you kind of what Marcus May played for them last year a little. That's what he will be doing, in my opinion, because um, I, I don't see him playing way deep down the field. Um, so the, most definitely, that was another one. Um, and I think it was um, before you go to the next guy, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, the white Jordan Whitehead. They gave him two years, $14.5 million total. That's about the same amount that Marcus Williams is getting for one year. Yeah. You know, per year, I should say, five years, $70 million, right, is about mm-hmm. that much. So um, it's it's a bargain, hopefully. Yeah. You know, but uh, right now it looks like a great bargain for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that signing. Um, DJ Reed was another signing, which I, I got to be honest, did not watch a lot of Seattle. So I did wasn't really familiar with him like that. Of course, I had to reach out uh, to some people that I trust to ask. You know, you know, my primary call would go to Joe, um, <laughs> to Joe Blewett. And uh, the first thing I got was, I'm impressed. <laughs> so right. once, one, I'll take that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how Joe is, you know, if Joe tells you, because he is not, you know, to, for the niceties. If somebody sucks, he will tell you. <laughs> so, so he 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 said the, you know, the whatever amount of plays he had watched, he was pretty um, impressed with him. Um, and also, um, of course, uh, from play like a jet, uh, Luke Grant said the same thing. Um, that that he he's really impressed. I mean the. Kind of a, I think Luke said that he had a dogged mentality. Basically, he's a shorter guy, about 5'10. You, you know, you'll be like 5'10 and you're a press man guy. Mm. And apparently, that guy is an animal. Like, he is, you can't stop him and he won't give up, you know, and he did not give, give that, give up that many yards. PFF had him ranked top 10 or top 11 or top 12 in the NFL in, in man coverage last year. That's not bad for a five ten guy. So um, I have not watched that man, that much film. That's why I had to go off of somebody else's opinion. Those well, two me, guys I trust. So I'll, I'll, let me ask you this before we go forward to the next guy. Um, mm-hmm. Since I know some people do like Sauce Gardner in the draft, I'm not going to mention yes. who, but. Some people do like him. Do you think the Jets would take a corner at? You think they would take Gardner at ten after they dra- after they signed DJ Reed, or you you think we're set now at corner? Mm. That's an interesting conversation, man. Because there's rumors, there's rumors that there people writing all kinds of stuff. People saying that the Jets are not really in love with Hall as much as people think they are. They are. They think they think they um that the Jets kind of feel. Paul is the same, which I don't know. I mean, we watch the same games. He, 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 I think the only thing with the only problem I have with Paul's game is that he's not that good of a run, a uh, run ish, a run guy. Like he's not good of a tackler in the run, which is not the first thing you thought you want a corner. You know, if you're looking for a corner, you're not being like, can you stop the run? That's not your first thing. <laughs> 
course, first question, you know? So, so I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, uh, this is, this is a great question, Chris. I'm definitely stumped. Um, I don't know what they will do here. Um, I know that they have coverage issues. They had coverage issues. The question is not only the, I think the answer to that question is how much do they trust the guys they have in-house? That's the question. If they like what they have at slot um, corner or, or nickel corner, if they like what they have in hall, then they will stay pat. They will stand pat. And I, I think they they tended, uh, what's his name? Um, other corner. His name was just at the tip of my tongue. I lost it. Um, so so I, in my opinion, I think they stand pat. I would be surprised, even if I am a lover of sauce, both the one I eat and the guy. So, <laughs> so, so I don't know. I mean, this that's a great question, man. All right. Um, yeah. But, uh -huh. Who else? Oh, what'd you think of uh, the signing of uh, CJ Uzuma? Um, and here, I just got this just now. Mm. The Jets are signing another tight end, Tyler Con Conklin. They said they weren't done. So what's your thoughts? All right, so now we got those two guys signed. What's your thoughts about those two guys going forward as tight ends? For yeah, I mean, I mean, the little line, um, I think Conklin is more of an inline blocker, if I remember clearly. Uh, um, and Uzama, of course, we know is more is more of a down, down the field guy. I, I don't think he's a bad guy inline guy either but i think he's more of a down the field guy i think conklin is more of an inline guy where you could put him next to the offensive line and then uh that that i mean i mean this is again from what i said in the beginning this is joe douglas again consistency the last couple of years him literally everything we've asked I think, Chris, we've had this conversation, right? We, we talked about the fact that this offseason is more than anything, the, probably the most important part of whatever is going to unfurl in, this, in, in New York for the Jets going forward. If he knocks this out the park, we have a chance. I don't care how good the AFC is. The fact that we might be in the running fighting with all these incredibly talented teams and putting our mark on the AFC East. I think that is the, I think it starts and ends with what Joe Douglas does this off season. And, and almost everything I've, I've seen him do, in my opinion, it, it caters to that. It had, you know, it's like the, he's doing exactly what I thought or what we thought a lot of what we spoke about, right, Chris, you oh, know, yeah. just a steady, a sh like sure way of moving he, a lot of what he's getting he's, he's not blowing anybody away but it's just i mean well thought out plans man um we know we had tight ends tight end issues hey let's go out and get two tight ends <laughs> so we're not going into the offense in, into the draft begging for a tight end to fall to a pick you know what i mean <laughs> you know we need a safety guess what get a safety so we're not going into the NFL draft begging to get for some guy to fall to us, you know, and, no, and it's just yeah. All, all these awesome. moves, I, I have to say, I mean, 
like you said, the two tight ends, now you're not going into the draft saying, man, we got to get a safety. I mean, uh, either a safety or a tight end. Now it just, it opens up the draft to be more, all right, maybe best player available, especially early on. And he know? said that. And yeah. he said that. These were his words, exactly. And he there said was a question. <laughs> yeah, there was a question that was asked to Joe Douglas in his last press conference about his approach in the in the and he said his approach will be best player available. And and I'm I'm not gonna lie, just to be honest, when we spoke about it the next day, Chris and I re- I literally said that's Joe Douglas. He tells you a million things, you don't know what to hang out, hang your hat on because he's trying to throw people off, right? Guess what? <laughs> All these signings point to the fact that that's how he's gonna be viewing the draft. He's going to make a board. He's going to have a, a, a list of guys that they think could be the best set of guys that could, they could add to the Jets. And whoever is on that board at the time they're picking, they're, they're taking that guy. I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. And, and it's great because, like I said, it, it opens up the draft. Now you're not kind of forced into, all right, we need this, this, and this. All right, we still, we still need – we still need these, right? We're not totally set. Like cornerback, I, I just brought that up because, yeah, we, we do have, you know, DJ Reed was a nice uh, signing, but he's technically not a number one shutdown corner. You know, he's a pretty good corner, but, you know, like you said, he's 10th, 11th, 12th. I'm not saying that's bad, but no, it would be so much better if you brought Sauce Gardner in to go opposite mm-hmm. Right. And then you can even trade Hall if you want, you know, if they weren't happy with him, just use it as an example. But um, now you could, I mean, man, I mean, he's setting his team up to really take that next step in the progression this year. You know, like last year was a total mess, injuries early on, and it just went downhill. Right. This year, coming into the year, now you got, now you're solid everywhere before we even get to the draft. This team mm. is so much better, and I, I think I've said it already. It's going to come down to one person about how, how good this team is going to get, obviously, right? We know that. We know it's all on Zach Wilson's shoulders, right? How good, how much he progresses this year is really going to be how good this team's going to be because J.D. is, he's given, he's putting all this, you know, all these players onto the roster. So, and there's going to be, I mean, this roster is so much better already. So this team is ready to take that next step. And the only way they're going to take the next step is by, is with Zach Wilson taking that next step as well. His progression. Another, I, I, yeah, I agree, Chris. Um, before I forget, I had a line of thought, right? I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but oh, no, no. I think there was a lot of conversation about, about uh, what, how many of, uh, uh, Robert Sala's guys or, or that would be brought over to the Jets. Um, he's kind of players. So uh, DJ Reed has a, a, a connection to Robert Sala and his system. Uh, um, Whitehead has a connection to him and his system. You understand um, the offensive lineman they, they, they got from the 49ers, guess what? He played in that <laughs> offensive system. So it's like they're now bringing in not only guys that are, that are young, but also guys that are connected to the system. So now all the preaching they do, they did, they could, you know, you're not only hearing it from the coaches. Now the players in-house have played through that system and in that system, and they could tell the, the rookies and everybody else, hey, man, 
yeah, he's right. This is how you do it because I've seen it work before. So this is this is a, a good marriage of of youth and also experience in that system and scheme. So I mean, again, measured, well thought out, planned by that by the Jets front office. So, all right, Patrick, we haven't heard from you yet. I know you're not going to tell us all this good stuff about the Jet draft, but I mean, uh, free agency <laughs> period. What is going on with the Patriots? What have they done? I, I'm a little shocked. They haven't done much. Well, what are your thoughts so far for your Patriots? Yeah, uh, first, I'll just say that, honestly, I'm, I'm impressed with what the Jets have been doing this offseason. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what's been said. I think that um, it, comes, it comes down to Zach Wilson's development now. But um, that being said, the Patriots, I thought they were going to make a big splash, even though they made a splash last year with the tight ends and Matthew Judon. I thought that the gap is widened between them and the Bills. And um, it seems like they they traded Shaq Mason for only a fifth-round pick, which I can't explain. I'm not going to even try to say there's a – there's a bigger plan there because that, that just to me doesn't make sense. But uh, I, I thought going into the offseason, they had to upgrade at wide receiver. And they've been pretty quiet. They re-signed some of their guys, but it's, you know, third down running back, special teams, uh, Matthew Slater, kind of a lateral trade with the linebackers with Cleveland. Um, I think that they have to get quicker, faster, more athletic, all the above if they want to um, if they want to compete with Buffalo and that's the ultimate goal to win the division and I, I just don't see it right now I, especially with Trent Brown visiting with Seattle um, I, I don't see it in the trenches right now. I would say they're lacking with some offensive line holes. And outside, they're lacking. So it's not a great combination. And the biggest elephant in the room, it always goes back to quarterback play. And with the AFC loading up with the young quarterbacks, uh, I know I don't have to say this to Jet fans, but it's the same thing with Patriots. Uh, Is Mac Jones, is Zach Wilson, are they the ones that are going to lead them to the promised land? And It'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see this season how how Belichick kind of marries his system with if he if he kind of not upgrades but updates his system at all or if he just goes into the season with we're gonna do what we do better than you and I, I just bad taste in my mouth with the playoff loss so. Uh, I'm seeing that and I'm seeing, I'm seeing not that many big moves and I'm questioning what they're going to do in the draft. I have, and at 21, I have no clue what they're going to do. They could, they could go for a tackle. They could go for a wide receiver and go deep back. So they have to hit on a couple of starters in the draft. I think. Absolutely. What, what do you think their plan is? I, well, are they trying to get younger? Like, like you said, quicker, but do you think they're just trying to get younger also? I think they're trying to get younger. Um, I know going into the offseason, I think they were right around 7 to $10 million under the cap. 
And if you add in draft picks, that usually takes up about $7 million. So I'd hate to think that they're just letting people go because of money and contracts. And we can, someone smarter than me can do a show on salary cap. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to know the cap situation. But I, I think it's younger, more athletic, and cheaper. And, uh, and Belichick thinks he can, um, I mean, he's proven it before. He can, like I said, do what he does better, just out out, out game plan you and outperform you. And um, we'll, we'll see. I, I think there's still several, de- at least several depth pieces needed to be signed in the coming days. Yeah, before, before we continue, I just wanted to um, interject a little bit uh, Tyler Con- Conklin uh, caught 61 passes for 593 yards last year, three touchdowns, Oof. and he's only he's only 26 years old. Listen, so that's again, probably that's probably the combined catches for our tight ends for the last five years. Exactly. You know, like our tight ends have been so bad the last few years. Uh, our last good one was who? Sheesh, uh, Keller. Keller, I, I think so. Well, uh, most likely that's what it is, probably. That, that's that's how bad we've that been is. at tight end. Right, Chris? That's have bad. Have we good since, since Dustin Keller? Since just, no. <laughs> Correct. From Dust, yeah, Dustin Keller was probably the last guy. That is that is sad. That is sad. In, ten, in a decade, not a couple of years, a decade. That's how long it's been since we've had anything remotely, <laughs> you know, decent at tight end. Oh. How many times we have to say the same thing, right? Uh, Joe, everybody's mad at Joe Douglas because he hasn't done anything. Because that's how Jets Twitter was before the free free agency started. This man has to erase more than ten years of in, incompetency. <laughs> what do you think? You think it's easy? It's gonna take a long time to erase all that bad cap management and bad signings. It's, it's and and he's doing it at his pace and it's beautiful in my opinion. Now we haven't done anything on the field yet, but as Jets fans, this is what we've been begging for: just competency at the front office, and the guy shows it. True. Now, oh, the the other signing we had a couple of them. We did resign Flacco. We signed Mike White to the um, to the tag, the fifth round tender. So that basically locks us in. If somebody signs him, then we get a fifth rounder for him. Um, and then uh, Lamarcus Join is coming back as well. Well, what are your thoughts quickly on those? Uh, yeah, Joiner definitely. I I like I like the death species. Again, I don't know how many times I have to say it, man. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's. Okay, the Jets have a problem with depth. He goes out and he finds not only competent starters or, or near competent starters, then he finds guys that could fill in for the game or two behind them. This is awesome. Um, I, I have I can't complain. There's not there's none of these moves. Dan Feeney played well in spurts last year. Surprisingly. Probably the scheme fits him more, you know. Um, uh, um, I know, I know. Uh, 
everybody made fun of uh, the fact that the Jets signed uh, or, or extended or re-signed the uh, um, the Canadian defensive tackle that we that he had, you know. But you know what? That he he can't be a starter. You know, we know we know he has his deficiencies and he's always flagged for some reason. The less snaps he has, but when he does, he does have an impact once in a while. So you that's he he's a backup. He's a career backup. It's fine. You know, and, and that's what Joe Douglas keeps doing, man. In my opinion, this man can't miss right now. He really can't. He's probably the best archer I've ever seen. Uh, what's the legendary archer that hit the apple of William Tell? That's, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going right Green Arrow from uh, DC Comics. Yeah, nah, I was going, <laughs> I was going with, I was going in for classic. <laughs> so, all right, guys, let's, let's talk about some of the bigger free agents that went out, outside of, uh, to the Jets. Um, what'd you guys think of Von Miller? Six years, $120 million going to Buffalo. Patrick, Patrick you know takes Buffalo. It. Yep. You Ooh. know Buffalo better than anybody here. So good. good. First off, good for him uh, at that age, getting six year deal. Um, the average annual value isn't that bad, but six years for a 33 year old. Yeah. Um, I don't think he sees that contract out in Buffalo, but I do think he, uh, I think he comes up with a big sack this year and multiple sacks this year where they need to close out a game. And, and he, I, I, I think if he signed to half that contract, if I was a Bills fan, I would be ecstatic. This I'm cautiously optimistic because six years is a long time. I mean, that's, that's forever in the NFL. But I mean, they needed they needed an edge rusher that was that will demand a scheme towards him, and this will just this will only free up guys like Ed Oliver, Star Latulale if he comes back as a run stuffer. But um, this this is going to scheme uh, opposing teams are going to have to obviously take notice and scheme towards Von Miller and it will only open up stuff for Rousseau and, and Basham on the other end and Epineza. So it's a, it's a, it's a good signing. It's just it's a lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with the signing. Again, I, the first thing I saw that when I saw this, the first thing I said to Chris was because um, I, I, I was talking to uh, some fans, some football fans, and they told me, Oh, do you think uh, with the way the Bills lost in the playoffs, it's going to shatter them somehow? I'm like, huh? I'm like, no, no. What they, They're going to do what they do. They're going to, they're going to like plow ahead with, with pun intended, you know, we know with all the snow in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> most definitely that's what they do. Um, um, they, and, and they're going to take, this bull by the horn, most likely, I um, they're gonna like take that as a challenge, and they're gonna take they're gonna take it head on, and they're gonna go at and try to get to the playoffs again, and this time, uh, be victorious in my opinion. So, um, I, I think the the um, uh, Patrick, you gotta tell me that McKissick pick, um um the signing was awesome in my opinion. Um, it uh, was they, until he until, decided to go back to Washington. Did he? I yeah. lost that. Yep. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> apparently he. I missed uh, that one. Apparently it was the same amount of money, the same contract, 
Um, mm. And he just decided to go back to Washington. I guess Washington saw the money and said, we can match it. Why move? That's interesting. Because I, that was, that was, to me, that was a, that would have been a premier backfield with him and uh, what's his name that really, really played well last year. Singletary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, Singletary that showed me something. And I think it was two years, seven million. I, at that point, I don't know why the bills don't add on a half a million or, you know, or a million. probably it wasn't the money. Probably it wasn't the money. You know well, how, you know, I don't how know if it it's is. about the winning, if you're staying in Washington, but yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, is that a, is that a step up from Buffalo on the field? I mean, maybe he wants his touches and he sees that offense the way he's utilized in that offense. He doesn't want to be, but he's not even the number one guy there, too. Right. So no, but he's a very talented guy. I mean, yeah. The, the way running backs are basically the way running backs are right now. They, you know, people. There's no, there's, there's no real number one running backs anymore, man. Yeah. The, <laughs> there's one guy in the NFL that's still doing that. That's it. There's nobody else. You know, you got to have a backup, and I think McKissick is is. To me, he's a one A in my opinion. Yeah, I'll, I'll, he's, yeah, he's that good in my opinion. I like him. Uh, the, the what I I have to say, the one move that blew me away, and it's still, and I'm I'm staring at it, is the Christian Kirk going to Jacksonville, <laughs> four years, seventy two million dollars. I, I don't mm. see this guy as that type of receiver, but what what do you guys think, Krista? What, what's your thoughts on Christian Kirk? Since Krista, I think we lost her. Oh, we lost her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Patrick, go ahead. I think Christian Kirk, I, I saw Christian Kirk was, I mean, I saw to go back to the Bills for a second. I saw the Bills were looking at signing him, but uh, not for that money. And I don't blame him. Uh, he's a good receiver. I would, on a, on a very good team, I would put him as the number three receiver on your team. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Alan Robinson saw that and is probably still using that in as leverage in in terms of trying to get a bigger <laughs> contract. Still out there, by the way. Yep. Right. <laughs> Christian Kirk, yeah, is that is probably when I mean the thing with him for me is that he he is an explosive guy. You know, I I remember he had a very good forty. I can't remember what the numbers were. I think he ran four three at least. I think he ran four three something. Um, pretty uh, Patrick App State, right? Christian Kirk was I, it? I thought he went to. I'm trying to remember what school he went to. Uh, I remember. I, mean, I know he's a, he's a good receiver if you Texas put him in the right situation. But what, what was it, Chris? Texas A and M. A and M. I don't know why I said App State, but yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Patrick, sorry to cut you off, but um, most definitely, um, if if you put him in a situation where and and to me it's a scheme thing for him, I think in a in a in a situation where you 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 know you're putting him uh, in a in, you know reduced splits where he's you know he doesn't have to clear a lot of uh, uh, straight up man to man, and then you get the you know you get him running into wide open spaces. I think he could do that because he's pretty explosive. I think his route his route running needs a little 
you know, a little work. Um, I mean, but you could say that for a lot of guys. So I'm not, I'm not going to kill him over that. It's just interesting to me that they paid him that amount of money, you know, but I think they, they probably see something. They probably see something that's going to work in whatever scheme they were about to run in Jacksonville. So, Hey, all power to them. Uh, any other big moves? You got Randy Gregory going from Dallas to Denver, five years, 70 million. So Denver is going for it too after last week, trading for uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I guess I guess he was offered the same amount, but it was language in the contract that he didn't feel it was optimal for him. So he went to Denver and I think that's a good move for Denver. It's, oh, yeah. you know, they got their quarterback and now they're going to go after the opposer, the opposing team's quarterback. They're just not overthinking it. So yeah. We'll yeah. It Greg, yeah. Gregory's a better pass, a, a better run stopper than he's a pass rusher, but still he's an explosive guy. I think, I think he could, he works out. Um, I think the, the most significant signing that the Broncos did was in my, other than Russell Wilson before I move around. Well, is DJ Jones they got for the three-year thirty million dollars? I, I that guy, he's one of the he's he's one of those premier defensive tackles in the NFL. I think that's I think that was a pretty good signing in my opinion for them. Uh, let me see who else you know. And we lost out on Marcus Williams. Uh, we mentioned um, Whitehead earlier that we signed in place of him. But Mark, Marcus Williams got a nice deal, five for seventy for uh from baltimore yeah that that was i mean good for him I, like you said before with the the safety that you with the defensive back that you guys picked up for the jets you basically got two years for the price of one for williams um i'm not sh- i i haven't seen a lot of um him play but i know the ravens need help at defensive back i mean they were decimated with injury last year so this can only serve to help him yeah um marcus uh, marcus williams is uh he it, this guy is a premier free safety in my opinion um i think he could there's nothing he can't do on the football field yes he could play the star um the star position in the defense play the angel position whatever you want to call it as a free safety he has incredible range um, um, speed and, and foot, really high football IQ. Um, the only issue is, right, Chris, he has a, he recently had a bout with injuries. Probably that's the, one of the issues um, people brought up a little bit. Um, but other than that, he, he's most definitely one of the better defensive backs in the NFL. Um, I, think, I think we can't not talk about free agent signing if we don't speak about what the Chargers has done, have done. Um, uh, we spoke about Mike Williams getting signed last year, last last week when we talked about that. Um, yeah. uh, we talked about uh, Khalil Mack, what they did. Um, um, what we didn't talk about was the money they gave to J.C. Jackson, the the corner from uh, the Patriots. Uh, Patrick, give us uh, your thoughts. Five years, eighty-two and a half million. Just before you give, that's how much money they got him for. <laughs> Yeah, um, he was he priced himself out and rightfully so. Of the Patriots, um, he deserves the paycheck. He's a, he's a premier cornerback. Um, I would say 
he's not he's he's he, i wouldn't say he's a lockdown corner i don't like using that term unless right. you are like the real realist and one of one <laughs> right you know what i mean so i would say he's a premier def- i mean it's splitting hairs but i would say he's a premier cornerback he's very opportunistic i think he's had the most interceptions and uh since he's been in the league uh, um of anyone else and uh he's I, I think he's a really good fit with the charge i think he would be a good fit anywhere but he's a very good fit with the chargers especially with what they're doing with mac and bosa up front um yeah it's, i think it's going to work out for them hey let's let's say it this way the afc west is easily the best mm. division in football right now i mean look at each to each team is going to be a really tough game to play. I don't know who's going to win it. I don't know how many games because they're going to kill each other in that division. Yeah, you hope but, they beat each other up. And yeah, I mean, you got the Chiefs, you got the Broncos, you got you got the Chargers, and you still got the Raiders. The Raiders made the playoffs last year, and they're still hanging around. You know, and uh, it's it, it's just incredible how good that division is. Um, the Raiders made a big signing too. Uh, yeah. Oh, Chandler Jones. Three years, $52.5 million. Yeah, well, we know what Chandler Jones stands for, right? One of the more consistent <laughs> pass rushers in the NFL, man. Um, yes, he, he was injured for the first time last year um, significantly and was out for a while. Kind of cold came coming back and then kind of just went back to what he does. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy, right? One of those guys, he's just so good at pass rushing. That's all he could be. Could it's not that all he could do. He's just elite at getting to the quarterback and brought his services over to the Raiders. Man, let's see what happened. But uh, Chris, remember that te- that tweet tweet I sent you about the Raiders? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, incredible, right? Um, I think I think it goes every almost every uh, big ticket free agents that the. Raiders signed on the um, Gruden is gone. It's gone. It's completely gone from the team. Now tell me again how much you want to distance yourself from from Gruden, please. Right. <laughs> I guess so. They just they're cleaning house. They just want to completely turn it over. You know, they just completely want to turn the page and just say, all right, or rip it out of the whole book. Not even turn the page. They just want to get rid of the page. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. Also, before I, I mean, we know you saw the extension that they gave to Max Crosby. Max Crosby is ridiculous. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think people story. talk enough about about how good he is, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you pair him with Chandler Jones. Yeah, that's a good story he, too. Good yeah. for him getting that money. Yeah, yeah, very good story. Yeah, he's he's had a tough life, you know. He had uh, he was fighting some demons and stuff. So. Um, is there anybody else that really sticks out that got signed or how about this? Anybody out there still, Patrick, I'll ask you because the jets, I don't know how much more money we got left with free agency, <laughs> but for the Patriots, is there anybody you think they're going to go after or you want them to go after? Um, a specific player that's still available. Um, I, I hope they just re-sign uh, Trent Brown. I hope he doesn't get priced out because if mm-hmm. they don't, if they don't bring him back between him and Mason, then you're looking at 
using the first round pick on a lineman. And I've been wanting a wide receiver in the first round. So um, maybe if you want to work some cap magic, Allen Robinson, I know that would, um, that would, that would help a lot of things, but I don't, I don't think, I think he's going to want too much. That would, that would definitely upset our good friend Panda. Yeah, that would upset a, a couple of people. <laughs> yep. Where do you guys think uh, Tyron Matthews is going to go? Because he's interesting. Still yeah, hmm. that's that's an interesting play in my opinion. Still a really good player, man. Um, especially again, players like that with the kind of football IQ and the uh, kind of third eye uh, that could play in the box um, and take away a lot of those crossing routes that everybody's in love with. And also uh, play in the box. Um, it's interesting, man. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you're talking about how how you how long he's been in the NFL now? I think he's about to turn thirty, yeah, which is surprising. Eight. I thought he'd be older. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, for safety, um, I want to say, man, it's it's always it almost sounds like slander, but you kind of see him kind of lose a step a little bit last year, I think, uh, watching him. Um, that that name, the Honey Badger, right? There's a reason why he got that name. Um, for some reason, for some reason, I kind of, uh, for the couple of times I saw them play, I kind of missed that. I didn't think he was that guy anymore. I could be wrong, but that's what I saw. And probably... A lot of team guys, what a lot of teams, so that's why he's still out there. Well, you know what? And a couple of big names were cut recently. You got Bobby Wagner, Seattle. Mm -hmm. he, out of nowhere, he was cut. Julio Jones from Tennessee. That didn't seem like a great fit all, all season. Um, Jason I would Treader. love to get Julio Jones on a very cheap contract. Approve it. Incentives. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> this is bad. bad that is. Uh, and you know what? And JC Treader, I was shocked about that. Like, why are they cutting him for? What? I guess it's yeah, money. That's a, but... <laughs> that's a great question, Chris. That is a like, yeah, yeah. That guy's good. <laughs> why are you cutting him? Also, Armstead is still out there, right? The yep. premier tackle. Yep, Tyron Armstead. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what's going on? This is... is it is it that thing, uh, um, Patrick? Um, isn't there some kind of uh, you know teams try to wait out certain players because they're they're uh, they're veterans and you're trying to get yeah. them at a certain this at a certain date? Yeah, my my them. theory is that somebody like Allen Robinson or Toronto Armstead, they they see somebody that they don't think is as good as them get a huge contract. And they go to their agent and say, look, if that team gave that player, however, you know, however much money, I want that plus something. And some teams might just say, you know, just because there was one bad contract out there doesn't mean we have to make an overpay. So I think it's just whoever blinks first. I mean, with Matthew, with the Honey Badger, I think he might be wanting too many years because like you yeah. said, he, it looks like he might have lost a step. But with the with Armstead and some of these other premier premier names that are still out there, I think they might have just set their value too high, and 
they're gonna they're gonna wait and maybe you see this a lot in other sports maybe take a one-year deal and try to do it again next year yeah that's that's what it, it it's gonna come down to I, a lot of these guys like julio jones as great as he's been the last couple of years he's been hurt a lot he's got the injury problem and um and I know it's different with football because you want the security of a multi-year right. deal. But if you could get a higher uh, annual average value, a lot of incentives and a prove-it-year deal, yeah, I think some of these guys might have to take that and, and then go back out there and get the security of a multi-year deal next year maybe. I think, I think that's the thing. That's the, that's the thing, right? If you could prove – if you could uh, – Kirk Cousins kind of played that, right? Basically, you know, Kirk Cousins is, you know, you can't take Kirk Cousins under a certain price because for so long he played on on these uh <laughs> these these proofy deals or whatever it was that um basically he was he was a franchise tag a couple of times, right? Yep. You know, oh, yeah. so you know, I mean you bet you bet you bet and you win big, right? This guy has made so much money, it's ridiculous. Just off of the fact that he's getting, he's kept getting franchise tags. So you could do it, but football is a hard, you know, if you could do it, it depends on the position because football is a hard thing to play around with. It's true. You could get injured and, and you'll never see a penny again. Yeah, I would, I would want, um, obviously, as much as you can get, but if you're getting a one-year deal, you want a lot of in the signing bonus and a lot right up front. You don't want, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're Armstead or Matthew and you're thinking you want a multi-year deal, but they're not offering some of it's back loaded or it's spread out over years. I, I don't know. I, I think I might bet on myself and get a, get more money up front and go at it again next year. And it's True. crazy because Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner is still really good. Yeah. He fits a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to, prove it i think he's proven it you know for like 10 years now so yeah that was uh that was shocking when he got caught but there's still you can't a lot of- lowball a player like that that's the problem you right. can't go to bobby wagner and be like right no i'm not saying i give you 2.5 million dollar right I'm, I'm saying give him more but just for one year for a guy like right. julio jones at least yeah exactly right so all right so there's still going to be a lot of names so probably next week when we're when we're recording again, we're going to have a lot of big signings coming up. May not be the Jets because it looks like there's they got to be running out of money now. But uh, hopefully they could get a couple more guys. But, Maybe uh, I could go rob a money tree and stick it in Florham Park. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but um, yeah, I mean there's still there's still a lot of big time names out there. So um, teams are going to be still shopping for a while. I mean, if you look on this list of free agents there's a lot of good players that are just out there that are just it's amazing when you look at them all pro after all pro big time players so uh it'll be interesting where these guys end up uh, of course we also got the word that tom brady's coming back i don't know if you guys want to i don't know if you guys want to really discuss uh, that at all but uh, he's coming back yeah that's what that's what i said course, you know. of course he's coming back yeah that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold Nothing. Breath no. Nothing hey, 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 hey Chris hey Chris you know what my saying is yes this I, guy. you're the first person I thought of when that when, when <laughs> I'm like 
the toe tag is not on there, so is he's not done. <laughs> but yeah, but they got a lot of work, Tampa. You know, Tampa's got a lot of work to do to to yeah. beat that team now. So um Jarvis Landry was cut from Cleveland. They're fleeing over there in Cleveland. They're running away from Baker Mayfield and now yeah, I wonder who they're running whoa, away whoa, from. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no. You're roasting yeah. my celebrity Patrick. crush. I didn't I sign know. up for that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just stating the facts. That's all. There, there's facts to that. <laughs> yes. Maybe maybe Jarvis Landry is um not as good anymore. Oh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Sorry, Steve Smith. Steve Smith Senior on NFL Network says I saw that, that he's like he's like he could see where Baker Mayfield is coming from because he wears his emotions on the sleeve too but at least <laughs> at least I've led the league in something more than crying <laughs> I saw that I saw that was, that. that was a pretty big hit <laughs> that was actually a really big hit yeah that was so all right so let's oh my god Let's kind of transition over to the to the draft. Last week we we kind of previewed uh, the wide receivers and tight ends. Gave you guys our top five. No big shockers there. Uh, we're going to talk about the offensive line, uh, tackles, and interior linemen. So let's start with the tackles. I think I think we're going to have the, the same five. Uh, Patrick, why don't you give us your top five? I probably got the same as you. Yeah, as far as tackles, um, I've got Evan Neal as my first. Um, I think he's the best all around of the th- of the the three that I keep seeing bunched together. Um, he's just a physical specimen, six seven, three fifty. And what college did he go to anyway, Evan Neal? I don't. Some school down south. Yeah. yeah. I know you're trying to put, put it. <laughs> Tell me this. <laughs> Okay, roll tide. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but look, he's a he's a great player. Um, I think he can go anywhere from one. I don't think he falls out of the top five. I don't see that happening, but it's just a matter of which team wants him. And I think the second one for me is Iki Aquanu. He, to me, is the best run-blocking tackle in this draft. And um, he's also not a small guy either. I'm not trying to, you know, six four three twenty. He's um, he's a big guy as well. Um, and his he was from North Carolina crazy. State. I think he's from Jersey. He's a local guy. His twin brother plays at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> the third guy that I have is Charles Cross. Um, yep. To me, yeah. I put him third because he's more of a pass blocking tackle. I think he's the premier pass blocking tackle in this in this draft. He's from Mississippi State. They had 719 pass blocking snaps this year. Mm. That's nuts. Mm. And he, he gave up yeah. he gave up 16 pressures, but in that many snaps, that's he he's a he's another big guy um after that i mean there's 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 guys that i like but not in love with uh the guy that shows a lot of upside but it, to me screams boomer bust is bernard Oof. raymond from central michigan two years yeah, ago he was playing tight end 
that that's i mean there's a lot of room to i guess to grow with him he's already six seven three oh five but he's got a legit shot to be a first round pick now and he only gave up i think 10 pressures this year wow and pff has the second highest grade of any offensive lineman this year they gave him a 94 and then the other tackle is another smaller school guy for me, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, 6'7", 320. Mm-hmm. His, even though it was FCS competition, they gave him a 99.9 run blocking grade. That's the highest they've ever charted. There's, uh, I don't care who you're playing against. Um, that would be my five in that order. Um Show me real quick on on Penning. Uh, I was mm-hmm. I was reading up on him, and yeah. one of the scouts said he sometimes struggles laterally. Mm. What does that uh, what what does that mean, real quick? Well, if you if you um, in a on an island, you're playing tackle, right? And um, offensive and the defensive line, basically, especially how athletic the defensive ends. And outside linebackers are, um, if you can't move your feet quick enough to to get to the arc before they get to it, they'll beat you around. They'll get around you real fast. That's the problem. Um, and also, that means you, he can't play zone. He won't be, or not that he can't, but he will struggle in kind of a zone scheme where he has to move laterally quicker. Right. Um, and more and more often than uh, than if it was just a power scheme or something like that. So, um, yeah, he definitely has issues with that. He's not that that good of a mover. The thing about him is he's also a nasty run blocker too. Um, yeah. That's his thing. That's his game. Yeah, and they said he might be better at right tackle than left tackle. Maybe because of the lateral, the non-lateral movement. I don't know. Um, yeah, feet, feet is feet is everything in, in in not everything, but it's a big deal. Yeah, and he struggles like that a little bit. The only uh, difference I had with you, uh, Patrick, oh, I had one and two flipped. I had Aquano's my number one guy, um, more because I think he because he played a lot at guard as well, so maybe that gives him a little more versatility. Um, they said he played over. I was reading up on him. He played over two hundred snaps at guard during his college career. So he does, that's a guy that let's say, if you have tackles, like say the jets, we have two good tackles now, maybe they would, but with now we have two good guards. So I don't see us drafting a guy that early, but um, so I had him one Neil two, cross three. I had panning four and number five. I had another guy I found was Daniel Filet, Filet from Filet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big guy, six, eight, I think. Yeah. Eighty. Um, yeah. So, and then there was another guy down, a little down further, Andrew Stuber from Michigan. Wanted to mention a Michigan guy. Uh, starting right tackle, but that's obviously <laughs> more of a guard. So, <laughs> so that's basically our uh, our tackles that we're probably going to hear, especially early. Like, in the draft. Yeah, I like the way you went to to Michigan. I like that. I did throw one in there. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I think – I don't like Neil as much as everybody does. I have a couple uh, um, doozy um, takes on draft on draft night um, that I've already uh, kind of 
have people's eyes going rolling already. <laughs> so, and it's not like me to go with, you know, against the grain. So this is going to be a year where I'll be mentioning names of guys where people will be like, what? But anyway, I think Iquanu is a better tackle, in my opinion. Um, even if his pass rush, his pass blocking is, is, uh, um, is not as good as his run blocking. I think, I think he has a better um, trajectory, in my opinion, to learning how to become a good uh, blocker. And I think I agree with Chris also, the fact that he's versatile, go from play inside and outside also. Um, I'll t- um, I definitely would take Neil second. Um, I, I got to be pretty honest. I don't have five. I don't have five. I don't. <laughs> That's it. Um, okay. Pinning is pinning is pinning is my last guy. Like yeah. that's it. Like and and like I'm not in love with any other uh, tackles. Like I'm really not. I just kept watching guys and and like I was I was disappointed. I mean I could be totally wrong because I, you know, it's just my personal opinion. But Kwanu, uh, Neil, Cross, and Pinning. That's it for me. So all right, before we get to the interior guys, um, Charmin, do you still think the Jets are going to draft a tackle? Excuse me, a tackle at four? No. No, right? I, I don't think so either. No. I, I, I don't see, I don't see them doing that. A, a tackle, and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no. Highly doubt that. Unless we're trading, you know, Becton or Fant, which so far we haven't heard anything about it. I guess we'll know on tra- on draft day. If we don't hear anything and then they draft the tackle, then we know someone's getting traded, obviously. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to go edge. That's my personal thing for four, but we'll see. Um, all right, so l- let's switch to the uh, interior. Patrick, give me your guards okay. or centers. You got top five. Um, this is where I don't have five. <laughs> okay. I have I have one that I absolutely love and one of our listeners, one of your listeners would probably agree. Uh, one of our friends, uh, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. <laughs> Is he not saying center? it's a fit for the jets, but he, um, I went and looked at some of his tape and he, he's a little on the small side at only quote unquote, only 296 pounds. But to me, he's, he's the best center prospect to come out in probably a decade. Wow. Um, I think he's a plug and play day one starter for whoever drafts him. Uh, I think he's pretty close to a Jason Kelsey level. That's his ceiling, in your opinion? Because he's not there yet. Yeah, that's his ceiling, in your opinion, right? Yes. Yeah. Charmin? Yeah, he's really really talented. You think that's his ceiling, too? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not that far off. I'm okay. not gonna lie. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not shocked by what he said. I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with the kid. After that, the guards that I like are uh, the one from A and M and Green, Kenyon Green, Green yeah. and mm-hmm. I also like uh, the guy from BC, Zion Johnson. Okay. Yep. That's about After it. that, I think it's more scheme and value. If you can get a guy in the middle rounds at the right value, quote unquote. Um, yeah. But yeah, that for me, I'm not going to 
I'm not even going to try to fit a fourth and fifth. I'm sure there are very good players there. I just, I just looked for the first couple. Yeah, that yeah. was the same thing for me. Um, Kenyon Green, Linda Baum, Zion Johnson. I think those guys probably going to go. I don't know if any of them are going to go in the second round. They might all go in the first round. Yes, yeah. there's not many. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, a couple other guys that I seen that I wrote, uh, you know, that I wrote down was uh, Daria Kennard, a uh, Darian Kennard, Kennard, excuse me, from Kentucky. Um, he played mostly at right tackle, but the scouts are saying he's more of a guard. Charmin would probably understand that. Yeah, more. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I did not watch that much of him, so I really don't have an opinion yeah. of him like that much. So, don't yeah. they also have a center that's ranked up there, Kentucky? Uh, do they is it luke fortner yes yeah 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 and i didn't watch i didn't watch kentucky at all so i'm not i'm i'm out there another guy ranked pretty high is tyler smith but i mean we're talking probably second or third rounders like you said scheme fits and and all that he's another guy that played mostly left tackle but they're looking at him more also so tulsa yep yep six five i think 320 ish so um, but yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, offensive line, you got to get them early. It seems like first or second round and that's it. I don't know down further. I'm sure they, I'm, I'm sure teams are going to find them, but, um, it'll be interesting. So next week we'll finish up the offense. We'll do quarterbacks and we'll do running backs. Um, and we'll see what we get. And, um, we'll talk more about the free agency. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be other big names, maybe even a trade because, the Deshaun Watson thing seems to be heating up and hopefully coming to a conclusion at some point. We'll see him being moved. Um, you know, Carolina, uh, New Orleans is up there. Cleveland is getting some, uh, <laughs> has been talking. So that'll be interesting. Seattle already, he already turned down Seattle, which is kind of funny. So Jamal Adams could not have been happy about that, which is... <laughs> Not a bad thing, right, Kristen? What did we just tell you about mentioning he who shall not be named? No, but in, in this the, part, every time good. Jamal Adams is named at this point, like at one time when you said Jamal Adams as a Jet, I had all the good memories of all the great plays he made to the Jets. Then after that, it all went away. And all I can think about now is him smoking the cigar the wrong way. <laughs> oh, that. It's and it's all it's all it's out. all love, Krista. It's all love. <laughs> I'm he's still, still trying to figure it out, though. That's the sad part. He's but. still he still has me blocked too. Prez prayers out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't worry, you're not missing anything. I I don't That's see. Good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even bother any with him. So, but um, all right. Well, anyway, that's our show. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Krista. Thank you for coming on the show and gracing Aww. us with your with your presence <laughs> thanks for having now. me <laughs> anyway you can catch krista on twitter at that so krista underscore um patrick trotty you can catch him at patrick trotty um and you can catch Charmin at grown folk 1980 and you can catch his awesome columns on playlikeajet.com and you can catch the show at liftoff jets Catch myself, CP7NY. Hit us up on Twitter. We love to chat. If you got any questions, if anything, send us, you know, definitely be on the lookout for us. Um, we're up for any kind of discussion. So 
Um, thank you for joining us. And remember also, you can catch us at SportsWire at sportsinarium.com backslash player. All right, thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.